Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we are presented by the good people at Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. Tonight, we're going to get into the Grizzlies' loss to the 76ers, and that was god-awful ugly. And it was a game that uh, we're going to break down. Uh, I think that we're going to be a little hot and heavy on Taylor Jenkins from the conversation that started prior to us going live. Uh, but it's going to be breaking down that, breaking down a little bit of John Morant, talking about Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. We're also going to get hit on the All-Star game and whatever, whatever that was, whatever that was. Uh, but we're also going to get into the last 24 games. The Grizzlies' 24 games were still third in the East. But before we get into that, are you frozen? He had no clue it's coming. We have a whole new layout, a whole new deal we're working on. We're going to welcome in our guy. He's our weekday boo. What's up, Nate? <laughs> Sorry, it's on loop for some reason. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it because I don't like anything right now, though. So it's really not it. It's not your fault. Hi, All right. hi, hi, everyone. Yeah. All right. So he's pissed off, but let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. Uh, the Grizzlies lost 105 to 110, leading the game, except for the last, was it three minutes of the game? Um, first, first of all, welcome, everybody, and thank you for, for joining us. But, Nate, get into it. I know you're pissed off. I kind of want to. Uh, I want to lean on that a little bit because you're probably more mad than I am. All I did all night was ruffle the feathers of the the Brook Lopez stands and the Milwaukee Bucks fans, which is so funny. I I, I enjoy that. I don't know why there's Brook Lopez stands. Yeah, I don't get it either. But um, so thoughts on the game because I, obviously that was it was an S show. I think we should quit voting Ja Morant into All Star. <laughs> Let's make him a two-time All-Star for his career and like a five-time NBA champion. That might be the only way. Dude, I mean, I was just brutal. Brutal. I mean, uh, if you don't have a Desmond Bain explosion in the first quarter, you lose that game by a lot. No. No. No, you don't. You don't. Like, De like Desmond played well, right? Okay. He played well. But that doesn't mean that you Let's get say blown he out. A Twenty-one point quarter down to seven. What are you going to do? With the offensive rebound. Is that Joel Embiid. Like Adams out. Joel Embiid and James Harden both played right at forty minutes. They had to. 
They had to, to win a game in the regular season. You want to know why Joel Embiid is you always hurt? that game by double digits if Desmond Bain doesn't have the first quarter he just had. That's not anywhere close to true. No, no, you that that doesn't even well, factor is into an it. Average quarter for Desmond Bain. How does that factor into first it? half? First half leads do not matter. They do not matter. Okay, I two I agree. two three I pointers here I and there. That. I agree. That's with six that. point swings. Yeah, I I'm just saying. That. You know what I saw? You know what else I see? The Grizzlies scored 22, 22, 24. The only quarter they scored over twenty five points was when they scored thirty seven in. Which is the quarter Desmond Bain scored twenty one points. The the only that, difference of that the only difference of the game, crystal clear. 35-24. The fourth quarter. One team closed, the other team did not. That's literally the game. Like the Grizzlies came out hot, they played well. But that does not mean that they would have got blown out by double digits. All right, you curmudgeon over there. And all it took uh, was five points, and he had twenty-one. Well, I don't know what you want me to back say. To, back to what I was going to talk about. The offense was terrible. The oh, fact man. that Joel Embiid played forty minutes, James Harden played forty minutes in a regular season game. I don't know how important that game is to them, but it obviously showed. But that's I to me, and this is probably not, I'm probably speaking to people who are think completely opposite. But why are they playing 40 minutes, first of all? Second of all, this is the reason he's always hurt. He's playing so many minutes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen as a coach. Everybody is on the opposite end of that probably because they hate the way Taylor Jenkins does it. I get it, whatever. But it just shows to me that like sometimes sometimes you got to lean on your guys. But this is the reason that he's always hurt. He's having to play these dumb minutes and these dumb games. He could have easily been a closer to 35 minutes. He was gassed, but anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Well, what I'm not saying is that oh, the Grizzlies are terrible and their entire no. season's over. So let's be clear about that. But like, if we're looking at this one game, dude, minus that Desmond Bain quarter, they don't get to 100 points. Hmm. Question: Would you have leaned so heavily on Xavier Tillman? Uh, how do you mean? The Would you have no. leaned on him for 32 minutes? <laughs> I, I thought about it. I was like, really doesn't matter how you mean it. The answer is no. But, I mean, if you look at the flow of the game also, like, what else are you going to do? I mean, Put in David up. Roddy. <sighs> David Rod, did you see well, his stand okay. against Joel Embiid twice? Well, what I was going to say is if Jaron is on the court, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, but yeah. if Jaron's off the court, you got to have somebody big out there. And I thought Tillman played pretty well tonight, to be honest. I thought he played pretty well, but he just he, he just doesn't have it. You know, you really need to have Brandon Clark slash David Roddy and Jaron working there. Well, this is not the team to go against a 40-minute Joel Embiid game for Brandon Clark. It's just not. But well, what it showed to was terrible. He was bad, but and so I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to hate on Xavier Tillman too much because no. Xavier Tillman played great. He had uh, eight eight points, twelve rebounds. Um, he just he he doesn't give you anything besides just a guy you can lean on for twenty minutes and feel comfortable. The problem is is those extra minutes when you get up to thirty minutes. That, that's just too much of him on the court when you could easily rely on 
giving an extra seven minutes. If you go with Xavier Tillman for 25 minutes and you lean on a David Roddy who has shown, and just in this game, shown that he can match up against the bigger players when needed, against a guy like P.J. Tucker, against a guy like Joel Embiid, against a guy like Tobias Harris, James Hart. He played them well defensively. He's going to give you a little bit more on the offensive end. Him only playing 14 minutes, I think you go ahead and give him seven more minutes. You get him 21 and Xavier Tillman 25. I like that better. Um, I, I still think that this was not the game for Brandon Clark. I really do think that they should have leaned on Santi a little bit more, but Santi does not box out, and I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. I don't get it. Neither does Jaron. Jaron doesn't box out. He's just a big body standing there. I disagree for this game specifically. Because I kept a really – I watched Jaron a lot this game down there, and I thought he did an awesome job of boxing out. How many – if he had not focused on boxing out so much, he would have had a double-double tonight. There was quite a few rebounds he didn't get because he was boxing out this guy. But at the, at the end of the day, if you're going to – this is the kind of game where you have to play Jaron more if you're going to match an Embiid 40-minute game. You just do. I'm like, if you don't do that, it's a regular season game, right? I'm not but hurt about that. It's but well, you don't have anyone, dude. Tillman can't do it. But if we're being real, Roddy has some good moments. I love David Roddy. I'm the one who wants David Roddy to get more minutes, more minutes, more minutes. He's not gonna match up against Embiid that much. He did more. How many times, Daniel? He did twice, and he stood against him both times. I'm not – listen, Joel Embiid – do you know what Joel Embiid does? He literally tries to He's beat you up. He tries to just beat you up, right? Yeah. And he he leans into it. He was pushing Jaron Jackson Jr. wherever he wanted not to. Not a foul merchant, but he gets a lot of foul calls. Xavier Tillman was fine on him, but Xavier Tillman was getting switched on to James Harden every second that they had to down the stretch – you take you switch out David Roddy and Xavier Tillman a little bit in that. You can switch all you want. I still feel comfortable with David Roddy being switched yeah, onto onto James Harden. In that specific situation, yeah. Like I would rather have Roddy in there because you're getting the switch anyways, and he's probably gonna do just as well on Embiid as Tillman was doing. Exactly. In general, that's like the only person you have that has the size to be able to do it is Jaron with Steve O out. He just don't yeah, have the size. Jaron can't play against Joel Embiid. He just can't. He's not. He is not that. He it's can't bang with built. him. It's not how yeah, he's, he's not. He can't I bang. agree, but yeah. he's the only person that has the size to contend with, with yeah. Steve-O out. You just need Steve-O, right? And right. listen, at the end of the day, you know what it comes down to? John Morant can't go three for 16. Jaron can't go five for 16. BC can't be as terrible as he was. And Bane... Can't have the second half he had. I mean, Bane yeah. didn't hit anything. But Bane's and, shot was flat in the second half for some reason. Well, he had no shot, right? And you, if, once Bane's shot quit going down, nobody's shot was going down mm. for the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. They just don't have it. I mean, you, you need John Morant to be John Morant. You basically played without John Morant tonight. Mm. You played without Luke Kennard, who feasibly gives you that shooting, which... It was a five-point game. Having those couple extra shots go down from a canard three or whatever it could be makes a difference. And you don't have Steven Adams, who's one of the most impactful and great role players in the NBA. So I'm yeah. I'm not 
gonna put this in this like oh the grizzly season is tanked type thing like i've seen some stuff say tonight but <laughs> speaking of chris and this is completely tongue <laughs> completely tongue in cheek okay yeah, I, we I, know I, chris i know what other where else chris uh, is listening to things right now yeah. i um but dude i gotta say the one thing and i told you i did tell you before i was like i might go in on taylor jenkins Mm, speaking then of I that, I immediately corrected myself and said, I'm not going to go in on Taylor Jenkins. How do you see in these? Uh, I should go to comments, not private chat. You should it's probably go everybody. <laughs> so let's, this uh, is, so we switched, <laughs> uh, we switched things over during the break. We're trying out a new platform, a streaming platform, just so bear with us a little bit. Uh, we're doing this to, to hopefully bring you better audio quality. Uh, that's what we're hoping for. So we're going to see how this works. Uh, this could all just not be going to the right place right now. Uh, so well, who knows? But we'll see. Let me put this out there. Ja played terrible tonight, and he played terrible the game before the break. There's no doubt about it. Billy also could turn around and drop 50 in the next game, right? Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say Ja's in his big slump until he goes through, like, enough of a game to really make it a slump. My problem is not with the last few minutes. The last few minutes, you put the ball in your best player's hands and you tell them to go get a bucket. It's what the Sixers did and then it just happened for them, right? My problem is the rest of the time Jaw is on the floor, you just do the same, set some screens, jog get penetration and kick it out. He doesn't matter who you're kicking it out to right now, man. Like, there's no threats on the floor. There's not the Tobias Harris to knock down the corner three. There's not the Tyrese Maxey or the P.J. Tucker, right? If you have a canard in there, right. it opens up the floor for him a lot because people have to actually stick to him. If you have Bain there, it does the same thing. And I just don't understand why they don't move more while Jaws on the court. And – it's the same thing. In the final little bit of the game, you give Jaw the ball, you set a screen, and you get him in the paint, and he gets a bucket or he doesn't. I have no problem with that. It's the rest of the game, man. It's not the whatever you went two for five at the end of the game. I don't know what it was. He, he made a couple. He, he missed a few more than he made. It's the rest of the game. Like, why are we not doing this, getting the ball around where these late-game situations don't have to happen? Right, I told you, I was like, the last three minutes of the game, I don't care about. I was like, what happened with the other ten, the other nine? You don't care about? No, I'm not mad about the last two minutes of the game. I'm saying what happened with the rest of the ten in that fourth quarter, right? And it's just, I just don't see any offense being run. I just don't. I just don't. And listen, the Grizzlies missed a lot of open shots. Bain went cold. John Morant's still in Cabo, wherever he went after Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Jaron shot way too many threes and didn't get enough in the paint, but he was having trouble in the paint when he did have in the paint tonight. So that is what it is. Okay. I just they just don't I just don't see him running an offense while Jaws on the floor. You know, I just don't know. I just don't know with that. But once Steven Adams is back, people are gonna be really happy again. Let me yeah. honestly put it that way. And I've said this before, saying you don't want to rely on Steven Adams and be that – like people saying I hate that we count on Steven Adams that much is the equivalent of the Warriors saying I hate we rely on Jeremiah Green that much. Mm. Who is 
I think, widely considered a Hall of Fame level player by a lot of NBA community. Like, Steven Adams is that important and means that much and does that much. So, it's okay. It's okay to yeah. need Steven Adams. But once he comes back, a lot will be fixed. But, God, it's – oh, that was yeah. gross. It's ugly. Uh, Grizzlies take the L, 105-110 to the 76ers. And the fact is, like, they, they led pretty much – I'd say 90% of that game, if not more. Uh, and it came down to John not playing well. Bain got off to a hot start when ice cold the last three quarters. Uh, nobody else played really well. It, they just did not. Nobody on the team you could look at and say that they played a great game. Like, everybody played okay, but it wasn't a great game. It's coming out of the All-Star break. I'm not too worried um, about this team. In particular, we still don't have Steven Adams. We still don't have Luke Kennard on the just playing in general, uh, but I think there's some good things that came out of this game. The tanned up Conchar, he got. I saw somebody I cannot remember who it was. He said he was Conchard. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, uh, but but Conchar played well in his limited minutes. David Roddy, like we talked about earlier, played well in his limited minutes. So I think overall the bench played fine in their roles, but uh, a, a no show out of BC having to rely on that many minutes for Xavier Tillman is never going to be helpful to win you a game, but it is what it is, right? The Grizzlies are, are, are fine. They have 24 games remaining and something I want to talk to you about uh, just kind of heading into the stretch, right? The Grizzlies, they have 24 games remaining and they're still second in the West, right? How worried are you on a scale of one to 10 that they're going to drop down below the second spot? Below the second spot? Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it depends on how you define worry. Like, I'm not stressed out about it. Do I think they could move past that third spot? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, you got to get Steven Adams back to be as good as you were. And then you got to get used to doing that again. You got to work him back in, which could be seamless. Could be super easy. Very rarely is it that easy to work a player back in. Yeah, they could easily drop down to that third spot easily okay. but they could just as easily stay in the second spot like I, I guess if you're saying how if if i worried you mean how much do i think that it could happen i would say six out of ten okay but like well, the the kings also have to go win a bunch of games with you losing right. a bunch of games yeah well so the team okay so just kind of giving everybody a, a brief kind of deep breath a little bit of relaxation, a little bit of understanding of what's what's upcoming. The Grizzlies have 24 games. They have one of the easier schedules, even though it's not really easy. There's so many bad teams sprinkled in that they actually have an easy schedule for the last 24 games. It's one of the one of the easiest in the league. But there's a lot of games that are tough, okay? And a lot of road games that are tough. But let me just kind of clarify a little bit of everything. The Grizzlies are practically up three on Sacramento, maybe two and a half, depending on uh, once the schedule's all flip. Uh, they take their loss on the record. They'll be up like two and a half, you know, two, whatever. Making up two, three, four games is very tough with under 24 games remaining. That means that, for example, some teams would have to go 14 and eight. 15 and 7, and the Grizzlies go 500, 12 and 12 the rest of the way. Like, yeah. that is tough to do. 
Jumping up four games is going to be very, very tough. And let me just remind people, Sacramento has one of the hardest schedules remaining. The Clippers, they are notorious for resting their guys. (laughs) Do you think the Clippers really care if they're second, third, or fourth, in all honesty? I don't think so. I I think that if they can get second, they'll play fourth the last week, right? But they don't, they're not going to stress and try to push to make sure they get there. They're just not going to. And so they feel comfortable beating the Grizzlies in Memphis as as they do probably at home for the most part. They probably don't care. Kawhi Leonard does not care. He would rather set out a week instead of having to go play really hard. That's just the truth. It, I just watched Malik Beasley hold the pose on one of the most atrocious air balls I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was a thing of beauty. It, and I, I say that because that just reminded me is this was the first game back from the all-star break. Right. It, it, I overreacted in the, for the first five minutes after the game, like there's just a we lot know. that could happen. I, yeah, I was in a bad mood. I still think that was absolute <laughs> dog shit. Sorry. I know this is a family show, but I'm so still living at jaw. Like I get it. It's the first game back, but dude, like I just watched the last possession of the game. He didn't move from the corner, man. I just didn't look. I mean, you might need to send that tweet out again. (laughs) You might need to send that tweet out again. It's just. He doesn't have the fire. So you're saying he doesn't have the fire in his eye anymore. Didn't on that last possession. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Listen, I, I don't know. I think Eric Lewis hates John Morant. <laughs> like, Is it the Casamigos fire? <laughs> that might be running through his veins still. I don't know. I don't think these guys are professionals. I think they showed up preparing the right way and stuff. I just, it, it just was brutal. It just, they just didn't have it tonight. John didn't have it. And Bain didn't have it in the second half. Jaren didn't have it. But man, that was just tough to watch. But yeah. I'm watching LeBron brick shots. And yeah. You know what the difference between the Lakers having a lead right now and the Grizzlies losing a lead late is? Anthony Davis is there getting hella offensive rebounds. <laughs> so yeah. like that's a once they have their Stephen Adams, it'll be fine. But yeah, and yeah, that's the thing is, there's so much that will change. There's so much that will kind of come back once Steve-O gets on the court. Once they kind of get down the stretch a little bit, the, I'm telling you, <laughs> John Morant did not look like himself All Star Weekend. Dude stayed up every night probably partying. It's just the truth, guys. It's the truth. He's 20-something years old. He doesn't care. He wants to have fun. He's an all-star. He knows that they're second in the West. You're just trying to get to the playoffs at this point and trying to hold off other teams. That's why I brought up the fact that jumping up three and four games is very tough to do. Very tough to do because you're the other team – has to play so bad where you're able to jump up those three and four spots, okay? So understand that these games aren't as crucial as you might have heard Ryan on free basketball talk about the Grizzlies need to go 17-8 and eight or whatever that number was. He talked about stupid. I sent him a text. I even I think I called him stupid. Um, I'll call him stupid to your face. If you're here, Ryan, hello. You're stupid. I think the Grizzlies go 12-12 and 12 over the next 24 games, and I think they're still second in the West. I really do. Uh, so I'm not I'm not too worried. Once Steve-O gets here, it'll be able to help a little bit of uh, giving us our, our defensive powerhouse, in all honesty, allowing Jaron to be more of the safety 
uh, and blocking shots and being more free reign, I think it's all going to be fine. The only thing I do worry about is the 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 closing time, the clutch minutes, what the offense looks like. How can we get Jaw into those shots? Will Jaw get into the free throw lane to get those those floaters up? Can he get to the front of the rim? But Joel Embiid is a very very good player, very good player. So I don't want to take too much away from him. I would be very surprised if Ja doesn't come out on fire against the Nuggets and if the team as a whole doesn't come out on fire, right? They might miss shots. What I didn't like is at the end of that game, I thought for the first half the Grizzlies were very much so the more aggressive team and they were on a string on defense. They were being really physical, making the Sixers earn it. And towards the end of the game, they got on their heels. I think that ties in with they're talking about the closing time stuff. They get on their heels at the end of the game. They're trying to kill clock, let the game come to them, and instead of just staying in attack mode. And I thought that was kind of evident with Ja tonight. I mean, he didn't get many shot attempts up, which when you have Bain doing what Bain's doing in the first quarter makes sense. But I think they need Ja to get 20 attempts, and he just needs to be aggressive with it, right? And not look for fouls, just go get buckets, I would be amazed if that doesn't happen in this game against the Nuggets. I feel pretty good about this next game, to be honest. Yeah. I do. Steven Adams or not. Yeah. Uh, we will not have Steven Adams. I, I would almost bet my uh, my house on that. Uh, but the fact that uh, the the Nuggets, honestly, they have to come into the grindhouse. The Grizzlies should have a chance to play very well against them. Uh, they have somebody who's not going to try to dominate so much more in the post with his size. Jokic is, is is more of a he wants to stay out a little bit more free flow. He will get to the post game, but he's not going to try to beat you up like he was, like Joel Embiid was. So um, having Xavier Tillman as well as Brandon Clark, Santiago Dama, I feel I feel good about them against you know the Joker. Honestly, I'm not saying that he's not as good as Joel Embiid. I'm just saying that his style of play uh, plays more into their style of defense in a little bit. Their size too. How do you feel about Jaron on Jokic? I don't know. I don't know why you would. Why? Because I think I'm not disagreeing. I'm sorry. I think I think Nikola Jokic is a smart player, and I think he'll try to bait Jaron. What, what do you mean? What do you mean about Jaron there? What, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say, Daniel? I think that Jaron to, to go back to November. I think that Jaron has t- taken one of the biggest leaps ever in a season with his intelligence. He's becoming a smart player, very much so. And I will give him his due. He played like a complete nimbusol, like earlier this year, an idiot, a complete moron. Like he doesn't know how to play basketball. He's learning. And that, that takes time. He's not a dumb player, at least anymore. But he definitely does have his stretches. But I will say that he has taken the biggest leap I've seen out of a player, especially the Grizzlies that I've ever watched, in intelligence and basketball IQ. So, yes, I will eat that crow, but I'll give Miss Flowers. Well, I don't think you're eating crow. I think you're right. It's, things have changed. They have. Um, so I think he works well against Aaron Gordon. But that's more so the reason I wouldn't put him in Jokic. Because I think – the way that they will need to play defense, him being against Aaron Gordon makes the most sense, or him being guarding Aaron Gordon makes the most sense. I actually like Jaron's length against Jokic. 
I, I think it fits because Jokic, like you said, he's not a bully ball player the way Embiid is. I think the bully ball, the physicality can get Jaron in trouble because it's just not how he plays. I think that since Jokic is such a finesse guy, Jaron could guard him really well. I think we've seen him guard him really well in the past. I would like to see it just because I want to see Jaron do that. I want to see Jaron guard somebody's star player. That's a big, right? You obviously have yeah. the same guards to Seth Curry's of the world and that crap, but I just want to see him do it. Cause I think he has, I think he has a potential, right? It's not just test if he has a potential. I think it's there. Go mm. lock up Nikola Jokic, right? As much as anyone can. Yeah. You're not right. locking him up. You, you, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And then no, I agree to the defense, try and do their jobs, you know? So I would like to see it, but I think it probably all in all, when it's all said and done, fits best for him to be on Aaron Gordon. But I hope we see some Jaron on Jokic matchups during this coming game. Well, Aaron Gordon did not play tonight. Okay. So I don't know if he's playing. I haven't followed them closely at all, but uh, Michael Porter Jr. did play tonight. Aaron Gordon did not. Um, A guy named uh, Konkar. (laughs) Sounds like Konchar. It's Kong. It's Konchar. Is it Konchar? Yeah, it is. (laughs) <laughs> well, he played tonight. Uh, yeah, but I didn't. I don't see here at all uh, Aaron Gordon. So who knows? But what I will say is that Nikola Jokic went off for 24, 18, and 13, okay? That, that, those 18 and 13 is what scares me. Jaron doesn't box out. I don't like that on 18 rebounds. Um, and 13 assists, I would like to have everybody else to be guarded by better players. I want to see Jaron have to do it though same thing i want to yeah. see him have to do it I, and i think that's the best way for him to learn the same way that they threw zaire in there because like he's gonna learn by being in there by experience yeah having Jaron learn that stuff by experience i think has done well for him mm. this year i think part of the growth is him doing things while in the middle of a game learning from experience okay. i think that'd be good because i because i think if the grizzlies are going to championship you need him to be able to do those things Hmm. You need him to be able to do those things when Steven Adams has to do other things or isn't on the court. Yep. And so I think it's important and I, and I want to see it, but I, uh, <laughs> my question is who's going to be our Jeff green stopper. <laughs> cause for, cause Jeff green, like every other role player in the world left Memphis yeah. and decided he was going to be awesome every time he played against Memphis. Yeah. Maybe Speaking it's of which we should sign Will Barton. Maybe it's no, absolutely not. <laughs> what if it's uh Roddy, 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 Roddy. I see that 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 gets stuck on my head. That's my Jeff Green stopper. That's our Jeff Green stopper. Um, Big yeah, shout out body. to uh, Franklin coming by, uh, able to tune in, man. Appreciate you um, as always. But uh, let's get into a, a few things that I want to hit on before we get out of here. I, I do want to ask you your questions about All Star Weekend. I don't want to spend too much time at all. Okay, I have some suggestions. I want to I want to run them by you. Uh, if you're in the chat, feel free to say yes or no about these as well. Uh, and before we get out of here, we talked a little bit about the Grizzlies' uh, next 24 games. If we have time, if you have time, I, I think we're running good on time tonight so far. Um, I want to go over 24 games. Let's go completely down, and let's predict the record from right now. Okay? No cheating, no looking. I'll help you out, and we'll decide together. It'll be a consensus. Is that cool with you? What do you mean, no cheating, no looking? You want me to guess their record without looking at who they're I'm going to tell you what's going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no cheating, no looking. All right, real quick. All-Star Weekend. 
Okay. I want to ask you the questions about that. Okay. And these are my suggestions. Okay. All-star weekend. It was a S show. Let's just be completely honest. A lot of it just sucked. A lot of it wasn't great, uh, but it was okay in some areas. Honestly, the game was, was miserable. Uh, and so I want to go ahead and get uh, your questions about All-Star Weekend real quick. First thing I would do, I would extend the weekend by three days. Extend the, the layoff, right? So extend it by three days. So maybe go ahead and cut some of... Oh, those are beautiful. Those are beautiful. Did you see the uh, the new Jaw 1 colorways? The the reverse scratch? Yeah. Well, there's uh, I your... Them. I actually the, like them better in these, if I'm being nice. honest. But, uh, I, I like them. I'll take them. They're beautiful. I didn't notice this before either. You got the different color jaws on the bottom. I like that. It's a six shoe. Sick. I like it. Well, thank you for showing that to us. Sorry. I, th I figured I would show the only good part of All-Star Weekend while you talk about it. So I'm just going to keep yeah. it here. All right. Well, All-Star Weekend. Um, I want to extend it by three days, right? So just for example, the Grizzlies played tonight, Thursday night. Why couldn't we maybe end, end it a day earlier and then an extra two days so the next games are on Saturday or Sunday? starting off right instead of starting on thursday um what do you think does that make really sense care. do you think people would play harder in the all-star game because of that i don't think it would affect the all-star game itself i think it's better to, if you're gonna have these guys show up who clearly could care less about playing in the all-star game i think they all want to be all-stars because it means something to be an all-star there's also contract incentives right that right there's money but if you're going to have these guys come play this game they don't care about, I would give them time to go on the vacation they would get right now if they were not in the All-Star game. Because it's the same thing. You see things like Bane. So next to three days. Gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that's okay. more so what it affects is that right. you get to do that and then you get to go on vacation. You get all the time that you would get with your friends, your family, yeah. IG models, whoever. <laughs> out wherever you would go in Cabo and then you come back and you're ready to get back into it. Right. But, um, as far as the all-star game itself, I think you need to do, I think the only way to do it is to go back East versus West or pay mm. these guys. Like, listen, I, charity's awesome. Charity's not making, they don't guys care about, charity. more about the game. Right. Not, not cause they don't care about the charities, but because either way care. a charity's getting paid. So, I mean, right. Especially when you pick them, right before the game that that clearly was the case all right but. let's keep hey let's keep it moving i don't want to spend too much time on this uh i do have the other suggestion i have three more suggestions right the, the other one on the game is the east versus west right like you said east versus west but the winning team just like baseball takes home court advantage for the finals yeah i yeah. think i, I like think that. you get some guys playing it's one game difference right and honestly there's so much that goes into it. Like, is the East better than the West? Is that why the East has home court advantage? Because, you know, what? So you kind of you kind of kill that narrative, right? Because then you know what? We're bringing on our best players. You're bringing your best players. We're going five on five on the in the fourth quarter to decide, right? We know you're still holding this shoe, right? If you're at home and you're not watching on the podcast, check out the shoe. He's literally holding it this whole entire thing whatever Again, if we're going to talk about the all-star weekend I, we're going to get the one good part and i don't have a mac mcclone cut out so i think this i think that works i, th I think the home court advantage thing works I, I think it makes the most sense uh skills challenge let me know what you think about this one nba player one WNBA player and one celebrity 
They all have to be on a team. The NBA player gets chosen. He gets his choice and goes to get any WNBA player and any celebrity. He is the captain. He chooses. He can announce them that night. He can announce them ahead of time. They can be a surprise. Whatever he wants. It's your team of three people. I think that's it. I think that brings in a little bit of everything. I think that's exciting. I think it's good for the event. Right. For me watching it personally, I would love it minus a celebrity part. I just, I don't know. I don't love when you bring celebrities into all this stuff. There's already a, the celebrity game. There's only three going to be total. I love the idea of the WNBA player being in it. I, the only right. thing I hate about the WNBA player, WNBA player being in it is Maya Moore's not in the WNBA anymore. And to see her in a skills challenge cooking would have been awesome. But, Guess what? Is she not a celebrity? Okay. Okay, Mr. Loophole Finder. Loophole. Some, someone works in sales. Yeah, I, I I like it. I just I don't love throwing celebrities in it, but I think it's a good concept. I think it's a better concept. There are enough sure. there are enough celebrities out there that can dribble a ball and do whatever they need to. You put them on a bigger stage. You you the whole reason of the skills challenge is to be fun, right? It gets a little bit it, it's you're not winning anything, right? It's fun. Yeah. Bring in a celebrity, whatever. Uh, last one. Be better than now. The dunk contest three-point winner. Each winner receives $1 million. I mean, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be down if they're willing to shell out the cash. The cash. If you're going to do one, though, it's got to be the dunk contest. You do both. You do both, and you get the best players, and literally. Why don't they do it now? I, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The NBA has plenty of money. You talking about ratings? No. You get better people when you boost your ratings. All right. Any yeah. any more thoughts about All-Star Weekend before we uh, we move on? I think it's got to get fixed. I mean, I left this All-Star Weekend thinking, you know, I was like, I knew I wasn't going to love the game, but I was going to watch it anyways because two Grizzlies were in it. And I left the game thinking, I don't really care who's in it next year. I'm not going to bother to watch. Yeah. So I, Matt McClung was the only part of All-Star Weekend that I yes. enjoyed. Yes, and very much uh, Mac McClung should be in it. Like, it's sh like, should be in it. Yeah, that was I'm awesome. just He was awesome. He, he would have been awesome in every dunk contest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think there's some changes to All-Star Weekend. We're done with All-Star Weekend. Put your stupid shoe away. <laughs> I'm still kind of jealous about that. Um, I asked. <laughs> I tried. I tried. There's a one-shoe limit. Um, all right, before we get into our predicting of the last 24 games, make sure you go check out our people and our good friends over at Zach Jaworski State Farm. You can call them at 901-794-3691. If you want a quote online, you can go to Zach, Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Uh, they can cover your boat needs, your house, automobile, jewelry. I'm trying to think of all the things I have minus the boat that they have covered me. So uh, go check out them. They have offices in East Memphis as well as Collierville. And so, very good group over there. They do a, a very good job. But go give them a call. Zach Jaworski State Farms, 901-794-3691. All right. Let's go ahead and get into it. We are going just to easily predict the last 24 games. As I talked about earlier, overcoming a three- or four-game lead is very tough to do with limited amount. We're talking about these teams are going to have to go, I don't know, Whoa, we got oh, we got a predicting oh, we got predicting already. All right, I like this. Franklin, thank you for that. That's what I'm talking about in the chat. Get after it, people. 16 and 8 record. 
for Franklin. All right, let's go ahead and go through it real quick. Nuggets at home Saturday. One game off. They travel back home. What's your prediction, Nathan? You're on mute, you dummy. Yeah, it's the other button. Push it. Mm, tasty. I was. I think it's a win. I said. I think I'm going to go win. I, against my better judgment, think the Grizzlies come out looking like themselves. Okay. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, win. <laughs> All right. The Lakers at home. That is coming off of a. A decent, uh, you have Monday off and then the game Tuesday back on TNT at home, 630 game. Win. Win? Okay. Win. All right. This is where the calendar changes into March, and that is what I'm curious about. What? Just keep going. Who, like, who are you? Like, Just keep buddy, going. Buddy, buddy. Buddy, you don't matter. Manny Tuss? That's not even a real name. De Pedra? That's too many names. Get one. Stick with it. Tell your parents to do better. All right, let's keep it going. We're going at Rockets Wednesday the the 1st. All right, so that is a back-to-back. You're having to go home to away. Thoughts on Rockets? Win. Okay. All right, then you go back. Two Nuggets West Coast road trip Friday. Loss. Okay. All right, Clippers, you have another day off. What are your thoughts on the Clippers game? It's on ESPN if that matters at all. I think it's a loss. Okay, at Clippers, loss. Uh, To answer this question, um, Volcano, the sweat, Volcano, the sweat. First of all, thank you. What a great name. Uh, When is Adams coming back? Um, in all seriousness, I would say that he comes back against the Lakers is what my thought process is. When is uh, we just went over it? Um, when is that game? Is that Saturday? No, this is Saturday. Uh, Tuesday, I think Tuesday. Uh, if I had to, uh, if I had to give a prediction, I would say Tuesday. He's over his five week mark, or we're well into the sixth week, I think, at this point. So I would say that he's going to come back for the Lakers. Um, I don't think there's a chance he plays uh, Nuggets on Saturday. So I, I'd say Tuesday. So uh, thank you for that uh, question. All right, so we're now into – we're past the Clippers. All right, cool. We're going to go now uh, a day off, Monday off, Tuesday, another TNT game at Lakers, 9 o'clock, West Coast road trip. What do you thought? Win. There is no way. I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to give us the loss on that one. Okay. I have to come into it thinking they split Clippers-Lakers, and I think the win is against the Lakers. Okay. I think they That's split fine. those two. All right, so we're 3-3 three and three right now. Okay. Now we're coming back home against the Warriors. I got 4-2. and two. I'll keep track of mine. You keep track of yours. Win. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Win. Against the home against the Warriors? Home yeah. against yeah. the Warriors, yes. Win. So we're going to go win there, uh, and then we're going to go home again. So we have a day off, Friday off, and then we have a game against the Mavericks at home. I think win. I think it's a win as well. Uh, at Heat. You've missed the away game against the Mavs. Oh, you're right. Sorry, it's a back-to-back. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, 
I'm gonna say loss. Yeah. I'm gonna say they split that. I think there's a really good chance they win both, though. I'm gonna say split. I would not be shocked at all if they end up winning both of those. I would be shocked. The Mavs have more to play for right now than the Grizzlies do. They do have issues, but I also know that Steve-O against them isn't the best option right now. If we were going small against them now and then maybe Denver with Steve-O, I feel much better about that. But I'm going to go ahead and give us a loss. I do I do think we split on that. All right, now we're going to the Heat. Um, we're March 15th at Heat. I'm saying loss. Okay. I, mean, I think it's a scheduled loss. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's in Miami. Well, we agree. All right, so Friday, uh, we're still on the road going to Spurs. Win, and it's not going to be a fun one. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're coming back home now. Uh, another game. It's on NBA TV. It's a Saturday night game. Warriors at home. Uh, I think loss. I'm going to give us a win. So we're split there. Okay. All right. Uh, at home against the Mavericks. Win. And you hate you. You do not like the Mavericks. I just a, I've watched them play a total of two minutes of defense since they traded for Kyrie. So I gotcha. Just, I'm gonna give us a loss though. I'm gonna give us a loss on that one. Um, Rockets at home win. Okay. Rockets win. at home again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this like? Am I looking at something again? All right. So that's back to back Rockets. That's the that's the reason our schedule and uh, consider we're we're considered to have an, a favorable schedule. Spurs Rockets right there. That's kind of the reason. Uh, now we're going to go to the Hawks. It's a Sunday, late Sunday game. Loss. All right, and the reason I say that is because Saturday night in Atlanta for our guys, probably, <laughs> probably not good. Uh, I'm going to give us a loss too, and I know that sounds terrible, but um, I just real. don't trust. I don't trust this team. Let's be real. in the Atlanta strip clubs. <laughs> I just don't. Um, after they've just won two games against the Rockets, yeah. they're just kind of feeling themselves. Uh, they're feeling okay. Uh, Magic at home. Win. Magic is very tough, but I think this late in the year, I think they're going to be setting people. Um, all right, so now we have the Clippers at home, pretty much back-to-back a Wednesday, Friday. I think it's a split. I don't know which one is which. I just think it's a split. I'm with you. Okay, same thing. All right, so we're going to go into April now, last five games of the year. We're at the Bulls. It's a Sunday 2.30 game. Have coming up after that, Trailblazers at home. I think a win. I think the Bulls. I think as much as the Grizzlies are going to be coasting at that point, the Bulls are like done. They may not have any players left. They may just quit and go home. So yeah, I'll say I'll say win for the Grizz. Okay, um, um, Trailblazers at home. I think. I think win. And mm, I'm a, I, well, I'm here's a, why. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go for it. I want to hear what you have to I, say. I was going to say, I think it's a loss because I think the Blazers, the Grizzlies are pretty much all going to have wrapped up the second seed at this point, just from the schedule, what I'm looking at. I think the Blazers are going to be fighting to get into 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, I, I think they're going to have much more to play for. And the Grizzlies could be setting people at this point. I I'm a we're thinking along the same thing. I think this is the last game the Grizzlies really play, and they drop the next okay. three. Okay. Um, at Pelicans, I think they drop all three of these. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give them a loss as well. At Bucks, 
Um, I think the Grizzlies take the win there. You think you think the Bucks pack it in by then too? I think the Bucks have been done. Yeah. Uh especially if they have a full week off. Um yeah, so I, I think that we're we're good on that. Um uh, I think they win that. I think they win at the Thunder. And the reason is, and I and I'll I'll share why. The Thunder have nothing to play for at this point. The Thunder at the last game of the year, they they well, you know what? I I'm actually wrong on that. I think the Thunder are gonna be looking to get it in. So I'm gonna change that to a loss. I think last game of the year the Grizzlies take the loss to the Thunder. I think Thunder could have potentially a chance to get into the playoffs. So you add up yours, I'm gonna add up mine. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I'm 13 and 11. I'm at 14 and 10. Okay. All right, so how confident 13, 11, 14, and 10 um, then yeah. that that the Grizzlies hold on to the, the two spot there? If they hold on at 14 and 10? Yeah. They two and a half up. They go fourteen and ten. I mean, yeah, I'm confident. That means that the Kings, Clippers, or Suns have to. They don't. They have to, go, have, they, they have to basically win fifteen 50 and seven more games than they lose. You're right. That's so, that's that's why I wanted to do this. Is because I think realistically, if you look down a lot of these games, there's going to be a lot of wins just because of. There's going to be a lot of teams that are scheduled scheduled wins just because teams do not want to win. They're going to be trying to tank at this point. But also, if the Grizzlies go 13-11, 14-10, other teams have to go 15-7 and seven, and probably better than that to actually jump over depending on what how far back they are because only the Kings are within three. Uh, the Clippers, Suns, I think they're all within th- four. The, the Suns, they're going to have so many issues trying to get integrated into their, their style of play. The Suns do not worry me for the most part. Uh, I think they're going to be a tough playoff team, but I don't think in the regular season, I, I think they're going to be okay. The Suns don't really worry me too much uh, right now, uh, especially when their fans are coming to uh, to the Grizz, not a one chat. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see KD for them, though. I am. I love KD. Yeah, I'm excited to see him. I saw – I'm trying to find it. They said that he might have a return date, I think maybe Friday. against. He's the coming Thunder. back. Who? Yeah, KD. I think they said maybe Yeah, he's coming Friday. back Friday against the Thunder. Six weeks. I don't know. Either way, I'm excited to see him come back and play with him. That that ought to be a lot of fun. I, I still stand by what I said, which is the Suns are one injury away from disaster, whether that's KD's injury, sticking around, Booker getting hurt, Chris Paul becoming whatever. Um, but if you have all those guys, they're freaking dangerous, man. Like they're like same thing as the regular season. I'm not worried about it, but in the playoffs, any team with Kevin Durant in the playoffs is nasty. Plus, you throw on all yeah. Devin Booker. We'll see. It'll be fun to see. As far as a legit big four, I don't know if that's a thing or not. But it, I'm so excited to see KD. Yeah, uh, let fans ruin the Suns for me. <laughs> legit big four deandre ayton is not not good let's just be honest he's um, big he is a big he is physically large yes yeah, so i guess you got your big but uh chris paul is a wash he's not that good anymore and deandre ayton is not that good uh they have nobody to stop john morant and that's the difference is why that's why i like the matchups against certain teams is because i like the grizzlies against the suns i, I think they have always played well against KD and his teams, no matter who they are, because KD is a very good underrated center. 
sorry, center, under underrated uh, defender. I'm over here looking at uh, ding dong stuff uh, when he said their best center in the game. Um, but you know what? It, it's fun. I, I love when there is competition between fans. I love there's competition on the court. It's it's a lot of uh, fun right now heading into the playoffs. Uh, we're less than uh, we're 24 games away for the Grizzlies. We're 22-ish away uh, from from other teams. Um, I want to say that the Phoenix has 22. The Clippers have only 21 games. Okay, that's the tough part. Is a lot of these teams can't make up this ground because they don't have enough games left. Uh, so as long as the Grizzlies go uh, 500, I think we'll be okay uh, so far. So um, Nathan, anything else you have? I, I don't think we have another. We're, we're not going to do a post game show on Saturday. And so just kind of stay tuned. Our schedule, my schedule is complete, okay? We are doing 15 of the last 25 games, okay? So there will be 10 games we don't do. Most of those are on the weekends. Um, if it is a big game, we'll try to hop on and do a post-game show. But for the most part, we've got it pretty much set. Uh, our next game will be Tuesday, the TNT game against the Lakers, uh, unless something changes. If for some reason it does change, We'll let you know on Grizz lead. So go follow at Grizz underscore lead. Uh, Nathan, anything else you have? I think if you're a devoted Grizzlies fan, you need to resend a tweet. And after that, <laughs> hands off. Let the magic work. I am not doing that again. Uh, he's referencing when I, I, you can literally hear it in the intro uh, where I just said, Ja doesn't have that fire in his eye anymore. Um, and so going back, that always brings back good memories because I was literally sleeping on my mattress on the floor the night before we moved. Like we were getting ready to move. I went ahead and disassembled our entire bedding, our bed. Everything was ready to go. I asked my wife, can we please just like have this all ready to go for the movers in the morning? We can sleep on the mattress for one night. Uh, it, was, it was fun. I, I leaned over my my somewhat, uh, my charger still in the wall. I'm leaned over on the ground. And I pick up my phone and I see a tweet from Ja that it had the eyes, the eyes looking back and forth. And I was like, holy F, what just happened? And, I'm, and my, my, my phone is blown up. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. So I'll never forget that memory uh, just because it was uh, it was something funny. But um, all right. Well, if you don't have anything, I don't have anything left. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get us out of here. Uh, thank you all for hanging out. Uh, make sure you go give a uh, subscribe, rate, review uh, on our podcast. If you listen there, uh, it helps us bring up in the algorithm. Uh, things are happening. Big things are happening. And we're doing a lot of work on our end to try to make your experience better. So if you have some suggestions, uh, please feel free. Uh, we're trying out maybe different music and stuff like that to maybe integrate it to uh, kind of make it sound a little bit better. The audio quality should be better. Uh, we're hoping so because I know some of our uh, team has had issues uh, with the audio. But uh, we're going to do our best to see if we can uh, kind of make this thing sound even better. So uh, go check us out. Uh, do what, uh, do what you think is best. And that is be nice and tell your friends.